Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Seeds Podcast. This is a podcast for the spiritually curious among us. I'm your host, Leisha O'Connor, psychic, author, and spiritual teacher. It is so good to have you here. everyone for your support. Welcome, welcome back. So last week's episode was all about twin flames, which is a little bit of a touchy subject for some. And I'm glad that it resonated for so many of you. Honestly, thanks. I've really enjoyed the conversations that I've had this week. Also, I want to say that I appreciate that some people let me know that they don't entirely agree with what I had channeled. And I want to say that's okay. I have no desire to shout into like an echo chamber (laughs) and I'm always open to differing, differing opinions. So please, please, please keep them coming. So guys, which, by the way, I use guys as a unisex word. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. Let's talk about the ego today. So your spiritual journey is all about getting to know yourself. And a hugely important part of yourself is your ego. Now, I don't use the word ego like it's used a lot these days, you know, to describe someone who has a big head or totally full of themselves or notions to beat the band. Ego is actually the Latin word for I. And if we're going to get specific about it, the Oxford Dictionary defines ego from a psychology perspective anyways, as the part of your mind that's responsible for your sense of who you are. So it's like your sense of self. That's how I think of it. It's what I think I am consciously and also what I'm programmed programmed to think I am subconsciously, you know. So when I use ego, from a spiritual perspective, it's usually the voice inside you that tells you to keep things safe, play it small, don't step out of your comfort zone. You know, it's it's best to go unnoticed. The unknown, everything unknown is scary. You're not good enough. You know that voice. It can overwhelm you into a place of catatonic fear. Yet... Your ego isn't something to get rid of or to vilify or that you need to overcome or beat or anything like that. It's something to build a relationship with. It wants to protect and guide you. It's not a bad thing. It's a part of you. It's a part of everyone. It's like a fundamental component of the human condition. If someone tells you they don't have an ego Lads, I'd be checking for a pulse, (laughs) which, by the way, is also the main qualifying factor for my next boyfriend. So, you know, if you know of anyone. (laughs) So let's try to understand the ego a bit more and how it shows up in real life. Your ego is this protective aspect of your subconscious. It wants you to stay safe. So when you decide you're going to step out of your comfort zone, it'll remind you of all the reasons why you shouldn't. It'll bring up every irrational fear you've ever had. Every time stepping out of your comfort zone had an uncomfortable consequence, like will just flood into your mind. Your ego is your sense of self, so its job is to keep you alive. 
And what better way to keep you alive than by hiding in your house, away from every possible danger? (laughs) Your ego's intentions are coming from a good place, but listening to it fully will prevent you from doing anything with your life, like even leaving the house. You can liken it to a parent that had traumatic experiences as a teenager. So now they have a teenager and they won't allow their teenager to explore the world or stay out with their friends or whatever teenagers do. The protection aspect is coming from a good place here, you see, with good intentions, but it keeps you from fully discovering and expressing who you truly are. As you begin to change your life, which a lot of people will notice if you're on a spiritual journey, you'd be like, damn, I need some change up in this place. Or even comprehend changing aspects of your day-to-day life. The ego is going to start shouting at you. The ego does not like change. It thinks there's danger and uncertainty in change. So its default is to talk you out of what you're doing. Sound familiar? Certainly very familiar to me anyways. So as well as keeping you small, it can also be your best friend. There have been many situations in your life where your ego protected you. It told you not to speak up to that bully on the schoolyard so you avoided getting beaten up. You know, it told you to hide if your parents came home drunk and fighting. Your ego is this beautiful part of your psyche. It's there for a good reason and absolutely should not be demonised. Especially in your childhood, it was necessary to keep you safe. If you've had an upbringing where your ego was on high alert, you'll bring that conditioning into your adulthood. But it's usually unnecessary. Of course, you will need the egoic protection from time to time, but mostly it's on high alert for no good reason, only because that's how it has been trained to be. The ego is like working overtime. It's working too hard. It's working unnecessarily hard for you poor thing give it a rest your ego it's also your identity how you identify yourself the identity that you have created for yourself in your inner world you know i'm smart i'm stupid i'm funny i'm ignored by everyone i'm so creative i'm really boring i'm so strong i'm really healthy i'm always sick i'm athletic i'm whatever whatever Anything in your environment that's a threat to this preconceived identity, the ego considers to be a threat to your entire existence in wildly varying levels of rationality. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to know like that it is, it can be pretty irrational at times. So here's a small example just from my own experience and apologies, this is too much information. Um, My last period absolutely fucking killed me. I was completely floored with it. I was in bed for nearly two days in pain and I can honestly say that I have never had period pain much in my life and I've certainly never had anything that bad ever happen to me before. What's that, Jenny? You're saying I missed your 30th because of my period pain. This is awkward. (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. So I don't think of myself as someone who has a difficult period. And I certainly, from an egoic perspective, don't want to be identified that way. My ego says to me, 
you're strong, you're perfect (laughs) and nothing is so powerful that it could confine you to your bed except maybe, you know, the after effects of a good old Sunday session back in the day. I said to a friend anyways that I wanted to get a few episodes of the podcast recorded in advance so I didn't have to record any around my period. And I was thinking because I want to slob about the place and generally not communicate with anyone, which is just, you know, my period is my going in phase. But she said something like, oh, of course, yeah, because you've such painful periods. Well, my ego shot to attention. (laughs) It was like in my head, it was like, you cannot be known as someone who has pain. (laughs) Pain is for the weak. (laughs) It took me, it took me some amount of like self-control and determination not to correct her because I knew that was just my ego going a bit mental. I really, really wanted to, you know, like how could I possibly be known as somebody who experiences pain? (laughs) What's that, Jenny? Yeah, I suppose this is me telling her right now. Nice one, Jenny. Jeez, she's in a mood today. Thanks for that. I suppose the ego (laughs) wins this round. Basically, my ego doesn't allow me to be human. That's the state mine is in. It's been a journey with her. It really makes her uncomfortable to know that I have human emotions and feelings (laughs) and have, you know, physical limitations that most humans have. So she demands superhuman abilities at all times. It's honestly not easy being inside my head a lot of the time. Anywho... This is how I've been shown how it works. If you grew up in a situation where your ego needed to be on this high alert all the time, meaning you were in danger a lot, then as an adult, you will be more inclined to have a big, loud ego telling you how to live your life. It's like your ego has been trained Like it's a muscle that's gotten so big you can't but allow it to take over. So even though you no longer need your ego to be on high alert as an adult because you're no longer in the same danger you were in in your childhood, for example, your ego can't just forget the training that they've had. So what do we do? Think of your ego as like a damaged aspect of you from your childhood and treat it like you would any childhood scar. Speak to it with love and kindness. Speak to it like a scared little child who's just bumped their knee. Give it the love and tenderness it deserves. Kind of like inner child healing a lot actually. Because you need to remember here that your ego is just another part of you. And every single part of you, despite what you've been conditioned to believe, deserves to be loved. And the most powerful love is self-love. So send that love and acceptance and reassurance to your ego when you begin to feel them rising up into high alert. You could say something like, Thank you, ego, for helping me to keep safe, but I'm ready to spread my wings and fly today. (laughs) Or sometimes when I catch that voice (laughs) in my head, literally I'm at stage where it just makes me laugh and I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But it totally depends on my mood. Sometimes she requires 
uh, more of a soft touch and a bit more molly cuddling. <laughs> when you're on your spiritual journey, anyways, you'll probably begin to seek out places of spiritual solitude, you know, silence, such as like you're in meditation or mindfulness practices. So you'll begin to get very familiar with the voices inside your head. Not talking about schizophrenia here. I'm talking about, you know, the voice of your heart, your inner child, your higher self, your spirit guides, your ancestors. And, you know, sure enough, you'll start to hear your ego too. Actually, it'll be the loudest one. Who am I kidding? With practice, you'll begin to notice the egoic voice because it comes often with a tinge of fear. I notice mine often comes with this like gripping feeling like like I'm about to lose control, sort of. So you'll get to recognise what yours is over time. Of course, that feeling of about to lose control, it's fear. It'll, whatever the feeling would be, the feeling underneath it will be fear. The trouble with this voice then is that it can distort and taint guidance or psychic hits that you're receiving if you're someone who's tuning in and trying to get receive guidance like that. But remember that no message from spirit will have oh, this wave of fear or doom attached to them like your ego will. So it's important to speak to your ego lovingly and ask it to step out of the way when you're connecting. I visualize it like an energy literally stepping out of my body and then I can tune into the messages I'm hoping to receive from my guides or whoever. All it takes is setting the simple intention that it steps out for a few moments. If that scares you a little, as in it'll scare the ego a little, remind yourself that it's only for a short while and you're absolutely safe to do so. This will take practice, absolutely. But it's, in my opinion, it's a really essential part of your spiritual journey. That's in my opinion from my, my own experiences, you know. So you may notice throughout life that the universe sends you experiences to show you that you've grown. In fact, <laughs> when I decided to do this episode last week, knowing that it was going to be about the ego, the universe sent me like 40,000 ego triggers just, I think, to make sure that I knew my stuff. <laughs> Thanks, universe. But this next lesson, this next story that I'm going to tell you about, um, for me, it really emphasized how much I had developed my relationship with my ego, especially over the last year. So a while back, I received a text that was about me, that was sent to me accidentally. You know the type. Uh, <laughs> it was a screenshot of an Instagram post and the message read something like, looks like Leisha has completely lost it or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Now, to be honest, that fucking hurt, like a real stab to the gut, like instant reaction was this hurts. No, no, it wasn't Jenny. She'd say that shit straight to my face. Sure. Actually... I was talking to a friend about it, about having received that text message, who's also a psychic. And she was like, isn't that literally our worst nightmare? And I'm like, oh, my God, it so is. As people who are out here in the public, bare chested, sharing all this weird spiritual stuff that we experience, you know, to know like that people are talking like that behind your back. 
it's, you know, you tell yourself, no, nobody really would. But there's always that voice at the back of your head going, oh, there is. It's like that famous saying, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't after you. <laughs> well, sometimes they are. <laughs> Um, last year, when I first started to really understand the ego and I'd been on a hell of a journey with it, you know, building up the courage to share that I'm a psychic and release my channel book and just generally put myself out there at everyone's mercy. Now, to be fair, I got off so easy with the pandemic because I don't see as many people as I used to. But still, it was really, really challenging, yet character building. So when I got that text It was a moment of realisation for me because in the past, my ego had been out of control by being in total control of me. And our ego's main purpose is self-preservation. So all Lisha would have had to prove to everyone I'd ever met that I had not lost it, like that text message said I had. I would have sought out people to tell about it just to have a good old bitch about her and to make sure I knew that they were on my side as if it were a competition, you know. And my ego would have been so bruised that I would have internalised that as self-hatred. It would have seriously damaged my mental health and I'd have allowed it to affect how much I show up in the world for absolute certain. I pretty much immediately forgave her in my head. Genuinely, I really did. I had a little cry because I'm not a robot and I needed to let the shock of it out of my body. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a saint yet (laughs) because I did take a moment of pleasure in the idea that she would have absolutely shat herself when she realised what she had done. But I felt that, you know, her self-imposed punishment would be enough. So I reflected on how much I'd grown and I congratulated myself and I moved on. That's just my little story about, you know, recognising how much my relationship with my ego had grown and how I had learned to recognise what is the egoic voice and how I was actually more in control than I certainly used to be. Like getting to know my ego had allowed me in that situation to just take a step above it. You know, to look at it and react without my ego's opinions being the only one I listened to. I could see from the perspective of my heart, because I had also done so much heart opening work. Of course, my ego had her say, but knowing how to separate out her opinion from the bigger picture informed how I really wanted to react. Which was like, from, dare I say, a higher place or whatever use air quotes there, a place of understanding and knowing that what that girl had done was actually nothing to do with me. My ego wanted to take it personally, but I soothed her and let my higher self take the reins. Getting in tune with your ego will also help you discern what's going on in the world at large. You can begin to recognize others who are mostly guided by their ego, whether they're spiritual gurus or politicians or teachers or CEOs or whatever, through their decision making and the influence they bring to those around them, you'll really see how guided they are by their ego or not. Using your discernment and intuition, you can tune into how you feel around them 
how you feel after they've gone. Are your insecurities triggered? Do they use that to influence you or control you? Is their message led by fear and division or are they led by love and union? Do they seek to thrive or succeed by creating separation in the world? Do they communicate a message that's filled with like, it's us versus them? You know, we all know the type. Are they themselves even overly influenced by others? Or are they paving a way forward led by their own heart and intuition? Does their guidance or friendship require you to follow their opinions only without room for your own opinions? There's a serious amount of red flags there, guys. Life experience and becoming practiced at tuning into your own ego-free heart portal will help you navigate the spiritual community and society at large, you know, society in general, just your life. You'll find with time and practice that this tuning into your ego business will become second nature to you. Soon it'll only take a moment to identify which voice is your ego voice. You may also recognize the part an overexcited ego plays in your day to day life and all the decisions that you make throughout the day. When you find yourself doubting your abilities or speaking unkindly to yourself, take a moment and ask your ego to step outside and you'll be able to think more clearly. You'll make more grounded, centered decisions and you won't have unnecessarily fearful opinions overtaking you, especially wildly irrational ones. But lads, who the feck am I to be telling you anything? <laughs> Go and give it a try and see for yourself. And thanks for listening. I'd love to know how you get on. And I hope that you've gained a deeper understanding of what the ego is. So if you'd like to explore this more, I have a couple of ego based videos on my YouTube. If you want to check it out, just look for Leisha O'Connor on YouTube. If you'd like to get in touch with me, as always, you can email me at spiritualseedspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at leisha.o.connor and absolutely all of your feedback is welcome. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. What? 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 What?